Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Welcome, everybody, to Show Your Scars. This is the first of a mini-series, I think you could call it, of podcasts, where I have conversations with a friend of mine, Brittany Bach. She has been on the podcast before. She is a former professional athlete, and she has had a lot of trauma, a lot of injuries that have continued to nag her for a a lot of years after playing. And over the last year, I think a lot of you that have been following along with the ACL Club and with what we're doing is we've been introduced to a neurotherapy treatment called ARPWAVE. And for me, Jordan, this has completely changed the way I think about rehab, thinking it a lot more on the neurological side than on the structural physical muscle side your nervous system controls your muscles. And so Dennis and the team at ARPWAVE are going to be helping Brittany through a what could be a very long and extensive process to help her rid the pains that she has from all of the injuries that she accumulated as an athlete. This is our first conversation and we are gonna have many more over the next few months about what this therapy is like and how life altering it can be. I hope you guys enjoy this, the first of my conversations with Brittany Bach. Brittany, it's so nice to have you on here. You've been on the podcast before, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Years ago. Yeah. 27, 17, 18. I actually don't remember, but I can see the image in my mind that we used. And um, yeah. And the and conversation. You're in my place. Yeah. Yeah. You're in my place. Yes. At your place. place in Lakewood. I remember yeah. that now um, very vividly. Because I was second guessing myself, but that's what happens when um, I think you've been doing a podcast for a long time. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I've talked to you. Um, so go back. I'll I'll link Brittany's uh, podcast in the show notes so you guys can go back and learn a little bit more about her and her soccer journey. But Britt, I'm excited about what's happening right now and why we're connecting and what we're going to be sharing, because I know that not only is it going to help you, but I think it's going to help a lot of people. So, um, yeah, just how are you? How are things going? Oh, it's funny you mentioned the old podcast, because I think I still when we were going through that, I was still in a lot of pain Mm. physically. I mean, I'm still in a lot of pain now, physically, mentally, and that's and emotionally. And that's kind of why we got connected to do this. But I look back where I was and I was like really sitting in that pain and I didn't know how to like work through it. And so I've grown so much from, from Mm -hmm. then a few years ago and, um, body still hurts and in different ways. Um, I still can struggle mentally with some things, but doing a lot better than where I was before. So yeah, praise God for that. Seriously. (laughs) It's been um, hard, hard, Brittany, I think is a way to, to describe what you've gone through over the last few years. A really elite, high-level athlete playing not only professionally, but you played for the national team. You um, 
did everything, you know, played for all the teams that you ever dreamed of playing for, but it came at a cost. And I think that that's one of the things that um, is most difficult. When you look back at what, everything that you, you went through, um, where do you feel like, what has been the hardest transition from playing into not playing anymore? Well, I think a couple of things, one, just playing for the love of the game, like obviously so many of us just get into a sport when we're younger, we love it. We enjoy it. Um, and it can become a job, especially if it is your job, but I truly just loved to compete. I mean, even practicing, like I love to practice. Mm -hmm. And so it's just hard because to compete at that level. Um, and then the biggest thing probably is just the teammates and just those friendships mm -hmm. and, and just like the camaraderie you build through that and being part of something, you know, greater than yourself um, yeah. while competing. What something that I've really felt like has been, and I don't want to speak for you, but has been difficult over the last few years is going from being able to compete to feeling like your body, you're like really working against your body. And you went through a number of injuries. You can go through maybe some of those right now to help tell people where you're at now, but this constant feeling like you're kind of a foreigner in your body. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And I, I've had days and it'll kind of like ebb and flow, but I have had days where I go into a gym, which I loved and love working yeah. out and training and competing and pushing myself. And you talk about, you know, that transition out is okay. Well now I'm not competing on that stage, but like, I'm still going to compete. Well, Jordan, there's days I would go to the gym and just be in tears partially because of pain partially because I'm like, this is, I, my body used to be able to do so much more. And I realized like, yeah, we know we're not going to be able to play until we're like 80 years old, but there is something about being able to compete at a high level and knowing mm -hmm. like watching other people, I live in the mountains in Colorado. I live in winter park and just seeing some of these people who are 70, 80 years old skiing and snowboarding and doing all these things. And I'm sitting here in my mid thirties. And I'm like, I'm in so much pain and not only like physically am I very limited compared to where I used to be, but just the joy of it. It's like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's just like, it's robbed of me enjoying this because of the constant pain and just the thought of, oh my gosh, if I step here, you know, got to be careful of my knee or careful of something. It's just all of that goes through my head because of all my past. Mm -hmm. Uh, injuries. Would you say it's mostly the competition part or is it just the, you don't feel like you can freely move? Like every movement is just not every, I shouldn't say every, but a lot of your movements are very painful. So what you can't find joy in working out, which I think is part of your competition side. You loved working out, which was a byproduct of competing, but you don't even have that anymore because working out is so painful. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to, I've had several, several foot surgeries and then my ACL, um, my left ACL, and then like some of these shoulder things I'm dealing with, like honestly, just moving to run or just like the gate that I walk in. And mm. so trying things through the years of trying to correct some of that, but like I broke my foot a couple of years ago. Um, this is like the only one non-soccer injury. And I still, like, if I try to 
stretch my feet or excuse me, my toes, um, there is so much pain. And if I just step wrong and that was a, a fractured fifth metatarsal that my doctor was like, I don't know how this hasn't healed and had two surgeries on it, one to put plates and screws in it. And so beyond all that, it's just Mm -hmm. like when I'm physically doing something, then the anger and the frustration builds up because physically the pain is limiting me. If I try Mm -hmm. to do a squat, I mean, body weight lunges, it's like, God, my knee that then I get angry and frustrated because I'm like, I want to compete how I used to. It's almost like a a jealousy and watching from afar. And and that, that like sadness that burns in, like, will I, I don't know, like, will I be able to, I just want to move freely Mm -hmm. and, uh, Mm -hmm. and enjoy sports and enjoy working out without constantly having this pain hold me back in a lot of ways. I think what's hard too is it's hard to relate to that when you're not constantly in pain, but I think that a lot of people listening to this would feel empathetic saying, man, I would feel that way too. If I, I can't even get out of bed without like you, you were telling me before we started recording you can't sleep at night right now because your shoulder hurts so bad. Oh gosh. I mean, I, I, and it's like a, that like dull ache and no matter how I move, I'm trying to find different ways, hug pillows, lay on my back. And, and so then you think about that. I mean, there are times where I'm just sitting and like my back, something is just off to where I just am like, I'm not even comfortable in my body. Like I feel, and I, and I did find out a couple of years ago in 2020, actually, that I did have chronic Lyme disease, you know, this is that I've had for a while. And so your Mm -hmm. joints and the aching and Mm -hmm. people dealing with like rheumatoid arthritis and, and just like all of these things where our bodies are, it's like a constant, either dull ache or just sharp pain. And your mood changes when you're in that much physical pain and you don't know how it feels to to not have pain. There's so many yeah. people living like that. Right. You've, you've kind of forgot that you forgot what it was like to, yes. to be able to compete. And you're, you said you're in your mid thirties. It's just not someone you shouldn't be feeling that. And that's kind of where this all leads, you know, comes together is nearly a year ago, a little over a year ago. Now I got a random email from a man who has now become a great friend, uh, Dennis Thompson, the creative ARP wave. And he told me things that I thought were too good to be true. And I was like, "Mm, okay. And then I spoke to him on the podcast, um, which is a great episode. If you guys want to go listen to that. And he told me, Jordan, he's like, Jordan, you, you got robbed of your, your athletic career. There is no way you should be sitting on your couch right now and not out on the field competing. And, you know, that brought, that will bring anybody to tears. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I went through the treatment with him and I have never felt like, like there, there are long periods of time. I don't even feel like my knee was ever, there was anything wrong with it. And you would have told me that a year and a half ago. And I would have said, but what about when it rains? (laughs) What about when the weather changes, you know, uh, little things like that. And, and he really impacted my life so significantly. And I am one of your good friends, Britt. I think we should say that to, Mm -hmm. to, to tell everybody, like we have been friends for a long time. We competed with each other for us women's national teams for under 20 team. We competed in a world cup in Russia. We 
knew each other before we were black and blue, right? Before we <laughs> had been bruised and beaten up and cut into, you know, I, I had seven knee surgeries. You had 11 body surgeries, one of those being a knee surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've really leaned on each other in, in these last few years. But one thing that has been difficult for, for me as a friend is to see how hard this has been for you and to feel like I've been helpless. And I feel like there's some hope with this. And so I brought mm-hmm. you this idea. Hey, mm-hmm. what do you think about doing some treatment with ARPWAVE and seeing if some of these things that you have gone through over your, your injury, your injury history and your maybe non-diagnosed injuries, like some concussion history. And then just these past years where you, you've really been building up these patterns in your brain that you can't do things. That's Mm -hmm. all that's been happening since you stopped playing is I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. And those are patterns. And so I've said, what, what do you think about treatment with this? What, what were your first thoughts when I said that to you? Oh, I mean, like I get, I get chills again thinking about it just because knowing just our history and, and what you've gone through with your knee, um, I, yeah, it, it gave me this like hope that I'm like, and I saw you go through some of it and to see the change in you and you're like, Brit, I'm telling you, this is, this is something different. And I think, um, yeah, like when you talk about those patterns, I mean, when I first started, it was my rookie season in LA and I had two really messed up feet, played an entire season, played the whole season with the national team, but my feet were were messed up and had two surgeries after that. Well, from there we start creating because our bodies are amazing, but creating a lot of compensation patterns. Mm -hmm. And so then we start moving in those patterns. And can I also just say really quick, compensation patterns are built to allow you to still do things while basically they're like a fight or flight instinct. Mm -hmm. So if you're injured, you can still get away from a predator kind Mm -hmm. of. Is essentially what they are. So yeah. So continue. We've used these as athletes to just allow ourselves to keep competing in moments when we're like, you know, for me, my hamstring was killing me before I tore my ACL for the first time. Well, okay. Well, there you go. If you're compensating, something's going to give. And so for you, you were compensating after those, those feet injuries and it's just created these patterns. Yeah. And it went back forth, back forth. And then every time I'd come back from an injury, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do all the things that they say. I'm going to go over and beyond. I'm going to come back stronger. And it was like chiseling away at like this sculpture. It was just like at a rock. It just, it kept getting to me. And so slowly my, my mind in which I had a lot of head trauma. I don't know how many concussions. It wasn't like I had like seven diagnosed concussions, but I did have concussions and then the repetitive blows to the head. Um, so with each of those, every little injury and some of them, I tell you what, if anyone followed pieces of career, it was like the most fluke of an yeah, injury they were on really some fluky. of them where I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, what am I doing wrong? And so it started just beating away mentally and emotionally. And it got to the point where I started to doubt, like, I don't like, yeah, like, I just don't think I'll be better. Like I, I'm, I stuck with this the rest of their, my life. And, um, that was really hard. And then the year I, in 2016, um, I actually Chicago red stars had the rights to my contract. And so if I wanted to play, I could have gone and played 
Um, and I really was wrestling and I'm like, I just, I had to step away because I would continue to work in those through those compensation patterns because my, because I'm like the will to, to play. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it just started to, to break me down so much that when I stopped playing and when I'd go to work out and train and do all these things, um, again, I, I, I would be in tears, but it just got to the point where I just doubted and, and I've done, you know, through all, you know, different therapies and all of this. Um, I, and I know more and more as I, as I became a massage therapist. So Mm -hmm. I went to school in 2016 because I wanted to help people knowing the pain I was in. Right. Um, which then I created more compensation patterns to work on my clients. Um, but I started to see that more, that brain, that like neuromuscular, those patterns and, and the connection. And so starting to understand, okay, like this has like more weight. And then I, with the concussions and did neurofeedback and knowing like, okay, our brain waves and the training you could do there, but I was still having this disconnect mm-hmm. uh, with the pain in my body. And when you have the pain in your body, how much it affects this, how much it affects the mind and the brain. Yeah. So when you came to me with this and understanding more and more to where I had, you know, grown and learned, I was like, I believe it. Like, yeah, I want it. Like I let's try it. Like <laughs> I've tried other things and I'm just like, yeah, just my heart. Like it was like this joy and mm. very hopeful. And, and I'm just so grateful. Truly. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> the first time we talked to Dennis, I came to your parents' house and your parents were like up in the the kitchen (laughs) and your mom was playing solitaire, but I know one of her ears was just like listening. And your dad was listening to, to what Dennis was saying as, as we went through just an initial consult, which he does, they do for free. If you just want to consult to see where your, your patterns are off. And during that consultation, there were so many moments where I was like, I could just feel God working and like showing you some things that maybe we never connect. I think one of the interesting things about neurotherapy and ARP wave is it's just so foreign to athletes. We don't, we we're like, let's get stronger and faster and fitter. And behind it, doing all those things is who, what's telling you that you can run faster. What's, what's teaching you, you know, yeah, you have to do those things repetitively, but your brain is powering all of those things. And so neurotherapy is actually like the step before the strength and going into that step and really diagnosing what was going on with you. Is there anything that stood out in that first session that you're like, what in the world? Well, I think, you know, and another thing we also train is our brain and the mental side and that. And so like realizing how important that is and how much our mind controls, but um, it was so funny because I was super sore that day and I'm like, oh, you know, you're doing some muscle testing and some testing that to see, and obviously it's not like a strength overpowering. It's seeing, okay, is the, either the muscles turning on and firing or it's not. Right. And, um, you go back into like, I got to be strong mode. You're oh, like, I'm gosh, sore. Yeah. I'm not going to be strong. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's, everything's a competition. And, um, we just did the, uh, well, we did two things where I was like, oh man, one was the testing of, uh, just like that hip when we had my legs straight and we went to, you went to push it down and it just immediately fell. Yeah. And then 
um, he had you tape. He's like, I would need some athletic tape and then taped around like right above my ankle and then went to push down again. And it was solid. And we were both like, her leg was solid. She was holding her leg up from the floor and her leg was, it was rock solid. Like I could not move it. I probably could have sat on it. And what was crazy is like, if I do core, if I do abs, I'm like, I can do abs and stuff. But like when I was just laying there and you went to push down without the tape on, it just fell. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm sore. (laughs) But then the tape, and so it just, it was like 180. I mean, it was insane. The other thing, well, let's explain that really quick. Okay. Dennis, yeah. What Dennis was saying is some of these, we talked about compensation patterns and he told Brittany in that moment, well, before that he asked, when was your first injury? And mm-hmm. she's listing all these surgeries. He's like, no, no, no. When's your first injury? And she mentioned she, you had a lot of high ankle sprains when you were growing up and he goes, all right, got it. And he's like, probably everything that you have experienced was because that connection from your brain all the way to your feet and your ankles has been off. And mm-hmm. so he, the, the tape around the ankle is really a proprioception. Like it's just sh- telling those nerves around her ankle that there is stability there. Just one piece of tape. Yeah. It's not actually just, holding anything. It's not together. doing anything. It's just like, like tape one in it. It's not tight. It's just a one piece of tape. And that, that nervous system cue to the brain was enough for her body to then say, all right, I can be strong. Mm-hmm. I know. What? And it was almost like the way that he explained it too, was that my body, it's like, it doesn't have the shock system engaged. And so on every single thing, when I'd like do something and I'm like, I feel like a truck has hit me and I feel like I haven't done anything. Well, it's like my body's taking a pounding Mm -hmm. when there's no shock system. Mm -hmm. And so that was one thing where I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) And so he has me, he had me tape above my ankle for six weeks to kind of retrain that pattern Mm -hmm. that my, that my brain is going through. And we Um, just finished six weeks like that. Yep. Just yeah, ended. Just ended. And so, um, and another thing was the counting. Oh, well, I mean, both the counting and the uh yeah, the behind the neck and the feet. So then we we took the pads, these electrodes, and put them on my feet and then behind my neck. And Dennis is like, okay, Jordan, like to I think you were counting when, when do I start feeling it and Mm -hmm. all this. Mm -hmm. And it took like a minute and a half or something for me to even feel a current. And it's, it's like one of those things, like there's just, again, this disconnect, but he explained it in a couple of ways, but one, imagine having a bike and you have the chain on the bike and that's when you pedal the wheels, that's, what's going to help you go. Well, if you have the chain off and you pedal, you're not going anywhere. And it's Mm -hmm. like, there's that disconnect where my body, it took a minute and a half to just get the chain back on or put the, like if the gas in the car to actually Mm -hmm. start moving. And so, um, to me too. And then we did this counting thing, like one to a hundred or down from a hundred, or I forget even which yeah, one to a hundred. Yeah. And I missed like four, four numbers or something. And I was like, no, I didn't. Did I? And it was just like, so just. Just the disconnect. Like, yeah, you did actually. <laughs> and you both confirmed it. And I was yeah. like, no, I swear I said them all. Well, the, the disconnect I think is really important. And I think there's the hard thing is as an athlete, you want to do, we think we can just work hard at things 
and get better. And you could have worked hard at every single thing you did as an athlete. And even now, Brent, like since that was your, that's your brain connection to your body as a, as a massage therapist, you could work really hard, but your body, that's like saying after a minute and a half, like you see someone running at you to come challenge for a soccer ball. And you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta be ready for this hit. Well, your body's not going to be ready for a minute and a half. You're going to feel that hit because (laughs) it's going to come and go. And then you're going to get the worst of it. Um, So I think that was really hard to hear that, but it made sense to me. And I think that that's one of the things that really is so interesting about ARP wave is once you let go of all your like preconceived notions about what this could be you, you are opened up to a whole new world about how we can treat our bodies without a, a scalpel, without pain meds, without, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think about even mm-hmm. all the antibiotics we even took from pain meds and how that messed up our gut. And then how that messed up our brains because our guts were messed up. Like those are the things that I don't think we think about until we're after the fact. And yet there are cer- certain circumstances where we have to have surgery and we have to do certain things. But, but mm-hmm. I think what is so nice about this is there's a lot that we can do without surgery and yeah. it's really, it is hopeful. And I think that that's what was so, yeah, I'd taken so many different op- opioids and drugs to to combat the pain. And sometimes I'm like, this isn't even working. Mm, Um, Wow. And then the amount of surgeries and just the fear of, oh, I don't want to go through. And like, yeah, my shoulder has been really bugging me. And it's, you know, someone's like, well, something, something surgery. I'm like, I don't even want to go there. Mm -hmm. And so when I started like really looking more into ARP wave and seeing it like this non-invasive way of, of working through pain and uh, like neuro, this neurotherapy, um, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm in. And obviously it's not like miracle working. It's like, I mean, in some ways <laughs> it can seem like, yeah, it is because, yeah. but really our bodies and our brain is amazing and it's, it's meant to function, um, right. And when we have an injury and it disrupts that pattern or we get the scar tissue and it's mm-hmm. just a way more intense pain, look at all like drugs and surgeries and people then are, then have more pain yeah. out of it. And so one thing that I'm like, just so excited for is, and it's, it's not like, boom, it's done. It's, it's this process and this growth, but that this changing of the chemicals, like I think in your brain, as I think about like the loss facilitation, you think about a, a river. Yeah. Yeah. If it's going to go one way, all the pain signals are shooting there and maybe you're healed, but you just mm-hmm. like, it's still shooting the pain. Well, now you're compensating. And so I just think this is awesome. I love, I just, I love Dennis and, mm-hmm. and, uh, just started working with him, but just, um, how much he cares and to see that he like reached out and just to think about all the hundreds of people, thousands of athletes, high level athletes, and the, the longevity of their career. And then people who have been in pain for, and I don't, you know, know all the personal stories, but to see like people who can go from like barely being able to sit or whatever to then walking or whatever it may be. Yeah. I know you had told me about. Yeah. I walked into, I met Dennis in person finally, uh, just about over a month ago. And I was leaving his office after meeting him 
And this woman was just about to start her treatment. And she said just a month ago, she couldn't even sit down without pain. Like she couldn't get Mm. out in and out of a car. She was in so much pain and she was sitting there smiling, like her whole soul transformed. Like her whole aura about her was transformed. The people around her were saying that her treatment people. And she's like, this is, this has been the greatest gift I have ever experienced. And I think one of the things that you talked about, we, we spoke about when you were, you have been in this pain as you've, you haven't been able to like believe in yourself because every time you try to do something, you run up against a pain wall. Well, I can't do that because it's bringing so much pain up. The thing about ARP wave is because it's, it's using your nervous system and the way Dennis talks to you and everything is so, so intentionally used to train your brain properly and remind you that you can do things like Dennis would always tell me like, you're a, you're a professional athlete. And I said, oh, I was, he goes, no girl, you are, (laughs) he it's all, it's all connected. And once you Brit, like, I'm so excited for you to get to that point. And we'll talk about what you're doing right now, what you've kind of just been going through to try to kickstart your, your brain body connection again. But I'm excited for you to get to that moment where you're crying and you're just like, I can't, you would have told me two months ago, I would have been here like, no way, because you don't feel pain like you feel. And that is just going to be the most beautiful moment. Gosh, that chokes me up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's just you, when you go through pain and suffering, it's like your level of compassion, which is, which literally means to suffer with compassion builds for people. And so I'm really grateful to be, to be going through this treatment but also just thinking about how many other people are in so much pain or have this doubt that this is, I'm going to live like this, whatever it may Mm -hmm. be for the rest of my life. And it's only going to get worse. And like, when, when you have that glimmer of hope and, and you're able to like work through that, I mean, it's not yes, through physical pain, but just how strong you are here up here Mm -hmm. mentally. Um, yeah, it's just, it's such a gift. And so it's crazy too, though, because as we know, when you're going through a treatment of anything, just the ups and the downs. And, mm-hmm. and I, I literally, uh, we had done that first session with your machine. Yeah. And what's crazy is like to get the, the neck to the feet connection. I was kind of getting it. Well, then when I started I forget how much later. Yeah. Um, and got my own four unit. weeks, I think. Yes. Well, when we first started, I did the same thing with the and electrode on her neck and on, then two on her feet, one on each yeah. foot. Yeah. Sorry. So, like the same one electrode here on my neck. And when I got this machine, I literally thought, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, did I break the machine or did, are these pa- like, did I get something that's not working? I literally thought like I did not feel anything in my neck. I would turn it up to the point where both my feet were cramping because I was trying to feel something in my neck. Mm. And I, I, I changed the cords like 
so many times and I was so flustered, but like, it can't be me. It's gotta be these cores. (laughs) Yeah. So, because, and so like, but that's where I was starting out with everything that I've going on. It was addressing this. And I remember hanging up with Dennis, like our session that first time. And I was just like, I don't know, just like immediately sunk down. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I went backwards. And that's the thing Mm. is like, but it was a chunk of time before I had first seen you and a lot had kind of gone on in that. But a couple of days later, and I feel the current in my neck doing the same thing and in the feet. And I just, I remember texting Dennis and I forget exactly what he said, but he was just like, perfect. Like it was like, and then he like, pray, he's like, you're doing great. And he just encouraged me. And I've just been able to like laugh through this process. And I'm like, as I'm going through stuff, I'm like, Oh, I want to do better. But it's, it's literally, it's like, I take a book and I sit and I relax. And another thing is sometimes I've done this and I do it for an hour mm-hmm. and I, I fell asleep doing my treatment and he just smiled or I wasn't on the thing with yeah. him while I was falling asleep, but, and he goes, that means you're getting into that parasympathetic state where so often do I live in this sympathetic state? So often, and- Brittany, you live in that all your life. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You so are like, like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. <laughs> fight or flight, fight or flight, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> I've just destroyed my adrenals. But yeah. but you so, have you have. So like uh, yeah, it's going to take some time to work through that and get back to a place where you can even experience parasympathetic. And the fact that you are is so cool. What a win. Yeah. yeah like when I told him, I like fell asleep, like kind of dozed off. He just gave me this big smile and, um, and yeah, I'd stayed with that for a little bit just to just really get a strong connection. And, um, I don't know, sometimes, and I don't know if anyone else, but sometimes when I'm going through a treatment, I just want to do the next thing. I want to do the next thing and I want to get better faster. And really in this process, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to take it as it comes. I am going to give myself some grace Mm. and I'm going to trust the process. And I, yeah, I'm just looking at this with with just like a happy, hopeful heart, knowing I can very well like kind of dip and go through. It's not going to all just be like straight up the mountain. Maybe it could be. And I'm like, let's do it. But uh, just learning that there's a lot to unwind. Yeah. And if Dennis had said, you know, these injuries and all these things that happened 20 years, 20 plus years ago, where he thinks like I kind of fell off the bike chain yeah, there's a lot of rebuilding to do. And as like athletes and, and high level competitors, it's like, no, I just need to keep pushing. And we never actually let our bot listen to our body. Mm-hmm. And we just compensate our way through. And in a lot of ways that that can serve us well to get us yeah. to the, to the highest level. Um, and it, you know, we have to push through pain, um, to but a certain extent. It's cool to, I think what you're just saying is, yeah, I really try to just push those expectations away. If something, mm-hmm. if you're expecting something, just don't let those formulate to show you what this process is going to be. Just let the process happen. And mm-hmm. I think when we do that, whether it's with, you know, I, this podcast, we talk a lot about ACL recovery, but it's in life too. If we put up expectations, then either we think we succeed or we think we fail, or we think 
you know, that's just, it's not, expectations are not good barriers. They, they hold you into something that is unrealistic. So I, I'm excited that this is going to give you an opportunity to feel all these things and we're going to talk our way through it (laughs) and document our way through it, which I'm really excited about Brittany, because uh, for people that don't know you, you are a very joyful person and you love people and you love being active. And I think that we're going to showcase that pretty well. And you're Mm going to help us with ACL club. And, um, we're going to tell your story on the podcast, uh, probably once a month, we'll just talk about things that are going through. If you're going, if you're going through step-by-step pretty quickly, we might do it more, but, but we don't know. I don't know how, what this is going to look like. So we're just going to kind of roll with it, but I think this is a good setup. I think people, I hope people are intrigued and want to know more. Uh, I'll link all this stuff to ARP wave in here. And But one thing that I want to say about that and like the joy, like my personality, I'm super like bubbly and joyful and goofy. And, but one thing and my sister, um, yeah, is struggling a couple of years ago. Once I moved to Colorado and stopped playing soccer professionally, um, and I was just wrestling mentally and she goes, yeah, Brittany, she goes, you, you're the same you, but it's like, she's like the light, like the a joy, like you had to struggle to be joyful at times. Mm. And, and like, that's in, in your nature. Um, but really what pain and injury, I just mm. felt so defeated that I felt like it stole my joy. And I was trying to choose joy and like be bubbly with the fans. And that was like really me, but the darkness when I'd step into my own room away from people, I had to fight through a lot. And I think people, you know, and you talk about this just with the ACL club alone of the mental battle. And that's why you've built such a great community to help people. Um, But that joy, I just, it, it's been, you know, dealing with dark depression and Mm. very bad anxiety Mm. and, a lot of these things where I'm, I'm like freely talk about it, but when I'm around people, I try to like put on a happy face. Cause I know people are going through, you know, if people are going through worse, people are going through, and there's nothing, this isn't about comparing, um, injuries and who has it worse and whatever, but what everyone's going through, I just, I know that mental battle. And when I see an athlete go down, if I see someone who's injured, my heart, like, it hurts for people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, one thing that I'm just really excited about is that joyful part of me. I mean, it's always there, but when I am in so much pain, it's crazy how much joy can be, can be taken because of pain. It's like the veil will be lifted off of you through this. Yeah. And it doesn't, the joy is under there, but it's like, it's, it has this covering right now. And 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 that, it's, that's it's kind of hard. Yeah. It's, I think what's been hard is knowing you, you could look at you and this is true for a lot of things, right? Like knowing you, you could look at you and think, oh, things are fine, but I know you and I know mm-hmm. things weren't fine. Mm-hmm. And the thing with this treatment is 
that was the first thing I told Dennis is I was like, we need to get her brain to the place where she is okay again. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that is number one. And through all this, you're doing that through even just feeling the connection and believing, all right, my connections restated, right? Like I know that my body is turned back on and my head to my feet now are good. Now I can move to the next thing and you're going to feel success in the next thing. And you're going to be like, oh, my body doesn't hurt as more as much. And then that pain, as that pain goes away, then the joy takes its place. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I'm just like, I'm just so grateful for your friendship and how you have walked with me through the years because yeah, the world may see something different and, and you don't obviously expose everything to the yeah. world in the way that you do close friendships. But earlier on, like six weeks ago or so, and Dennis was like, okay, where, like, what would you ideally want to start with? And I explained, oh, my shoulder, my knee, my foot, my wrist. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, I think you need to start with, with your mind with this connection. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like, cause I went straight to pain, which I think obviously yeah. pain, like it's going to help a lot, but it, it is, is like getting kind of this, this back. And so that's where, um, yeah, just, just walking with you and you knowing, and you seeing, and you, you being through so much injury and pain in the past yourself and knowing, like, mm-hmm. I know people are going through more and, yeah. and whoever's I listening to things. this, yes. Whoever's listening to this, to know, like you are not alone and you mm-hmm. may think, oh, everyone looks like they're doing it. And they're just so joyful about their process. And really they turn off the camera and they want to punch a wall. Like it's, 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 but people share that. And so yeah. just knowing, um, yeah, having, athletes that have gone before you, friends, competitors, whoever, family, mm-hmm. um, that it, it is different for every single person. And so when going through treatment, something that I'm just like excited to go through is, is not comparing because if I'm constantly thinking about yeah. what someone else is doing, when I used to compare, when I used to compare myself coming back from an ACL and thinking I needed to be here because this mm-hmm. is how I'm supposed to come back. But that just, that just stole the process of like the focus of where I was going. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. I, I just wanted to share that about. Yep. Well, we're going to walk through it together even more. And, um, I don't know, we'll probably have a party when you feel good <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> celebration is a discipline and we yeah, will and- be good at celebrating. <laughs> I was going to say this time I won't <laughs> like the karaoke. <laughs> yeah. This time, no karaoke with the broken foot. Um, I'll be healthy. Brittany, this is, this is going to be great. This is going to be incredible. Thanks for chatting with me. We'll, we'll talk soon. I mean, you and I yeah. will talk soon, but we'll tell everybody about what's, what's up very no, soon. I'm pumped. I'm, thank you. I'm so grateful for Dennis and, and ARP Wave and you yeah. and this community. And I hope that people listening, um, it can inspire them in, in, in a lot of different ways. So, all right. Later. Bye. There's the first episode of my conversations with Brittany Bach as she goes through her very own ARPWAVE treatment. If you want to know more about ARPWAVE, you can go to the ACLclub.com and look on the neurotherapy link there. There's a lot more information, or you can just go to ARPWAVE.com and they can tell you all about the therapies. There's also a number you can call that to get more information. 
It's pretty cool once you start realizing how much our nervous system can do and how much it is in control of so much that we do, you begin to realize that it really does all start and end in our brain. And so this will be cool to watch Brittany as she transforms through this process. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. There's a lot more to come. After that, we'll just say go out there and show your scars with pride.